Hello, and welcome to The Kosh. I'm your host, Timber Smith, and The Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people had an association with The Kosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area. Uh, hey, good morning, y'all. How y'all doing? You already know. Let me go on and give the daily report. The daily report. What's going on today? Well, you know, we had snow yesterday. The four-letter, the dreaded four-letter word. We still have lingering, but now we've moved to the other word. There's a word associated with winter that I like even less than than snow. You know what that is? Cold. Just really cold, like that stinging cold. Like the cold when you can't shake that cold. Like cold is so wrong. It's just wrong. And I know people talk about... Like, just put on more layers. But if the wind is flying, it eats through layers. Cold don't play. Like, snow, if it's snow. Now, tell me if I'm wrong, Kosh listeners. When I feel like when it snows, it's not nearly as cold. Now, but when it's cold, it's just cold. Like, there's some cold. And here's my other thing, y'all. Let me just say this, too. Since I'm I'm on my pedestal about, I know, I know I want it. Y'all going to be like, but you live in Wisconsin. Look, I know I live in Wisconsin. I live in Wisconsin my whole life. And my agreement with God is that I only complain the cold half of the year. And that's fair. And this is that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm going to do that thing right there. So, um, you know, you know when, when Wisconsin, when the, when the weatherman comes up with new words for winter, I get worried. Things such as polar vortex. That's a problem. And, I, you know, I ain't never heard of polar vortex before there was a polar. That ain't good. That's new. Anything new is never good. Like, I've never heard them come up for a new word for something where it's just like warm winter. <laughs> it's only when it's bad. My my one that I remember from the year last year was uh, winter squall, which was basically like a a uh, a snow hurricane it was wrong so all right i'm done i'm done i'm sorry y'all i'm just feeling some kind of way about it i'm i'm off my soapbox so but let me just get get our vibe right i just want to just want to put in here like this is going to be a fire episode how do i know because once again i don't know how this continues to happen but i have this amazing amazing guest like there's a vibe you know, when I say there's a vibe, there's always a vibe in the room and it's going to go. I just have a feeling like this episode is just going to be different. It's just going to go down a different path. We're going to talk about some different things. And part of that is because my guest this week, um, I've got a creative in the room. And uh, I just think creatives bring special, bring a whole nother energy to a space. And I'm super excited to get into that. So, you know. Um, without further ado, this week's guest is John Nance. Yeah. What's going on, John? I'm well. How about you? I'm doing good. That's good. Yeah? And I didn't make you feel awkward, did I? Nah, not at all. You, I love it. I love, love this. Yeah? You yeah, ready for this? I like this. Okay. That's what's up. So, um... Can you please share a little something about yourself and what's your connection to the Kosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area? Okay, cool. Um, well, my name is John Nance, and I am a 24-year-old photographer based out of Wisconsin. I mean, we can talk, we can say Appleton, Oshkosh, but 
I would consider myself a, a Fox Valley photographer. Um, I've been doing photography for 10 years now. Fell in love with it when I was 14. Wasn't able to get my hands on the camera until like, you know, six, little two years later until like I was actually able to start making money and buying like my own equipment. But yeah, been doing it for 10 years now and I don't think I've ever stopped or thought about stopping. So I've been doing that for a minute now. It's kind of the only thing I truly love and that sticks to me. Yeah. Sits on your soul. Man, all the time. Sleeping, working, just anytime I get to think about something, it's always camera stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's always camera stuff. How long have you been in the area? Um, I came to the Fox Valley when I was sixteen. Okay. My mom was a teacher my whole life, so we moved around, you know, wherever mom went, we kinda went with her. Um and yeah, I moved here when I was sixteen. We moved to Oshkosh first. I went to West for two and a half years. Then my last semester of senior year, I went to Appleton East. Mm. So then after that, I mean, I didn't really do school after high school because I believed doing photography was more than just being in a classroom. I think you needed to be out and about in the world in order to get your hands on things and meet people. I feel like that's how photography works, unless you're learning business. Yeah, so hands-on. Yeah. Actually yeah. learning and, then take, and, and I'm going to assume taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Siblings? Uh, little sister. Yeah. Yeah, I have a little sister. Her name is Malikia. Okay. So it's just been me, my little sister, and my mom. My two favorite girls. Yeah. It's all it's ever been. Just us three. Just riding. Man, always. I feel that. Okay. Um, and where's Malikia? Is she uh is she still in school right now? Is um, she I think she started culinary school for a while, but my little sister's like me. It's like I kind of need things to keep me busy. So like my little sister does a lot. She like threads and like, you know, knits and stuff like that. And she went to school for culinary for a while. So she did that. But I don't know. I think she's just relaxing right now, making money. Probably yeah. the most important thing, though, is we always worry about the green. You know well, we got to be able to pay the bills. Hey, yeah. And that and more. Okay. We enjoy ourselves in life. So Facts. I want to send a shout out to Malikia. Oh, and yeah. just know. Okay. So we're going to jump in. You ready to jump into the first segment? Let's do it. First segment is called, What in the World is Going On With? This is where you start with the phrase, what in the world is going on with? And you tell us what's going on, what's on your mind. Okay. Uh, what in the world is going on with music? Mm. Music it is probably, it's kind of like water. You kind of need it. Bruh. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I feel that. It, it's not that important. I mean, you can survive without it, but it's like, when you really think about it, what would the world truly be without, like, you know, sound, vibrations, music? It's very important. I mean, you know, when I'm not doing photography, it's like, it's kind of the only thing that keeps me on my feet, too, or keeps me focused. Music, music is very important to my soul. Don't know what I would do without it at all. How do you feel about it? Wendy, well, let me ask. Uh, I want to ask, what are, you, what are you vibing with right now? What's hot? Oh, man. Uh, my, my newest favorite album right now today, it came out yesterday. It's uh, Absol Herbert. So Absol hasn't dropped the album in like six years. And I was listening to this guy when I was like 16, 15 in high school or something like that. And, like, he, he's not, I wouldn't consider him a rapper. I would consider him a poet, someone who, like, gives knowledge and someone who, like, tells stories through music. Absol is, like, one of my favorite MCs to date today. And he has a, he has a lot to talk about, too, and he, uh, he makes you think about things. I think that's the most important thing about music. 
uh, when you listen to something, you know, you are what you listen to. And it's like if it carries you and it makes you feel a certain way and it makes you want to change things about yourself, I feel like that person or the person who's creating that music is doing their job 100%. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely a connecting point. Um, I think music is a time capsule. 100%. Like it, it, you, when you really vibe with something, mm-hmm. you remember it and you associate it with a time in your life. Mm-hmm. Like So, like, I remember what I was rocking in high school. Mm-hmm. And then I remember what I was rocking early in college. And like those were time capsules. They're mm-hmm. just like if when I hear those songs, I, it brings me back to those spaces. Man. And uh like the head, the nose scrunches up, the head starts rocking and just start going hard. Yeah, man. Right. So like I I agree. I right now you asked me <clears throat> when am I where am I at with music? And mm-hmm. and here's what I've what here's what my what I think happens, my personal opinion. Um, I think whatever you rock while you are young, like let's say like 12, I remember buying my first album, um, which was, uh, Eric B and Rakim, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, paid in full, uh, whatever you rock when you are young and then you listen to through high school and if you go to college, but whatever, let's just say your early twenties, mm-hmm. I think that's the soundtrack of your life. It is. And then you always go back to it. Yeah. So like I'm in a place right now, like, do I hear new music? Yeah. But am I highly critical of new music? Yeah. Yes. yes. Because it'll never be as good as the stuff that to me, it'll never be as good as the stuff that was made during that time mm-hmm. capsule for me. Yeah, I mean, history repeats itself, so I don't think we can ever make music as great as we did make music. I mean, we will always make great music, but when you really think about the stuff that we have in the vault back there, just from, like, the 60s all the way up to, like, the 2000s, like, when music actually started to, like, progress and, like, people started to find their sound and started to diversify music, man, like... The 80s through the 2000s was definitely, like, a pivotal time. Bruh. Facts. For, like, R&B. Oh, yeah. Hip-hop. Rock music. Metal. It's, uh... Music is very important. I don't know what we would do without it. It is an important thing to the body. Um, The way that your body responds to music is very important. It's, uh... it's 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 an everyday thought. I listen to music every day. And if I don't have a chance to listen to music, I'm thinking about music. <laughs> I know I uh, I do I definitely rock something in the morning every day. Uh, but right now, like I used to on my drive in, I listen to podcasts. Like that's really? my new love. Okay, right. So I'm I'm trying to fill the mind mm-hmm. with um, just different different people's opinions, voices, lessons, things to mm-hmm. learn. Right, but music still is a part like uh, before I want to start thinking heavy then music comes into play and what I've been rocking a lot of right now is um you know if y'all don't know me and me and Alexa have a close relationship <laughs> who's Alexa <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh I just be like hey can we can you put on the uh, De La Soul station and uh just all of this stuff floods back in from from that time period I was talking about and it, and it feels so good. But right now, lots of outcasts, mm-hmm. just lots, lots and lots of outcasts. Shout out to uh three stacks and big boy. Mm-hmm. And those are, those are people who, uh, 
people put stamps in music too. Some people like set the bar really high. And I think that's what progresses music and makes people want to like, you know, make different things. Like I personally think a lot of the hip hop artists that we have today, like my favorites personally, I don't think we would have a lot of them without Andre personally. Yeah. Even big boy as well. Yeah. But Andre's style, his cadence, the way he delivers on like songs, like I can see that in a lot of the guys today, lots of them. Yeah. But also that's what makes them great though too. Well, yeah, when people, uh, I do think there's some people who definitely set trend styles mm-hmm. um, in hip hop throughout. I mean, well, that's any, well, you could talk, you could say that about almost anything that's meaningful in a person's life. Like somebody had to be the innovator mm-hmm. and then there will be those that take that, that talent, that art, that whatever, and progress it. Agreed. Right. Agreed. Okay. Um, my what in the world is going on with is what in the world is going on with people who make like a thousand Christmas cookies? Like you, you think I'm kidding. Bruh. I'm not kidding. And look, here's my problem with that. Like my wife right now, she's, she's going hard. She's got a kitchen full of yumminess getting made and and she's she's I'm I'm watching it go down. And and when she's done, there's gonna be hundreds. I'm not saying I'm not talking. You think I'm not kidding. I mean hundreds of yummy treats floating around this house that she's gonna give away to others. But before they leave my house, I have to contend with them. You know how hard it is to look like a a, a, a white chocolate peanut cluster in the face? And not eat that. Don't get hey, I ain't playing. I'm not playing. That that's not easy. Do you know how hard it is to look at a perfectly frosted and and sprinkled Christmas star cookie, the the sugar cookie, and no, and and here's what's worse. Uh, she knows what I like, so that cookie's yummy. Like she ain't playing with me, and 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 she's and then. Here's the part that, that I don't understand. What in the world is going on with you telling me I can't eat it now? It's wrong. It, it's, it's so wrong. So I, that is my, you know. I feel your pain. It, there's pain in this. <laughs> you know? I Look, and when she does let me eat it, you know, I might be trying to, 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 to keep my figure right. We ain't going to do that this Christmas season, though. That's all right, though. Hey, one never hurts anyone. Wait, wait. First of all, I'm past that point in my life. You're going to have to just love me the way I am. I'm going to eat these cookies and these treats. You heard them. Facts. Facts. That's just, that's where I'm at with it. I so. the truth. So shout out to the wife and, and all the hard work she does for everyone who is lucky enough to get one of the wife's Christmas cookie plates. Mm. You are blessed. You are blessed. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. You ready for the next segment? Let's do it. Next segment is word association. This is where I say a word and you tell us what comes to your mind. And we always start off here on the couch with what I think is the most unifying word, Uh the universal word. Uh And that is food. Food. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Food. Oh, man. There's a lot of uh, ethnic restaurants popping up in in and out of the Fox Valley. And it's, uh, it's really exciting. Like we got, we got Jamaican restaurants. We got, we have Haitian food restaurants, Puerto Rican like restaurants, or just like the people like in the kitchens, the people who are making the foods, it's a lot more diverse and they're like, they're popping in and out of like everywhere. So like, I'm always like trying to like find new food places in the Fox 
Man, because I love like ethnic food. I love it. We got, we got a favorite place right now? Uh, I would say Mrs. Brown's. Mrs. Brown's would probably be like my favorite it's a Jamaican food restaurant right now. I heard, and I don't know if this is true, true, but I heard they were going to close the inside and just do catering. I did hear that recently. It made me a little sad, but when I think about it, the guy also shouts out the guy who's running it. It's, uh, it's uh, Phil. So it's Phil and his mother. Um, I'm pretty sure at some point his mother probably wants to relax, you know, at some point. And I'm pretty sure Phil's going to take over and just do his own thing. And But I know he does, like, catering and stuff outside of it. So that's probably what, you know, it's, it probably makes more sense for him. So I do get that. But, man, that place is amazing. And the people who run it are amazing. So oh, yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Brown's, for sure. If you ever get a chance, go check that out. It's, it's solid. Yes. I have definitely uh, sat down there and uh, broken some bread. It's mm-hmm. it's good. Yeah, my first time having oxtails, too. Oh. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. So, uh, shout out to the Brown family. Shout out to Rayon Brown. That's my man. Um, yeah. Okay. Cocktail or beer? Cocktail or beer? Uh, I would say beer. Just to, just to be safer. Because I know with cocktails, they'll be sitting right in my stomach. I got a I got a sensitive stomach, but uh, beers I would say like IPAs or like ciders or some some light. And I drink I usually drink with food. I try to drink with food. I don't try to drink on an empty stomach. I've yeah. done that before, Bruh. Facts. That's never a good idea. Mm-mm. That's always that just never ends well. No, not at all. No, you gotta you gotta have some food. Yeah. Okay. And uh, do we got a favorite IPA? Favorite? Mm-hmm. Is there? A, do you do the? Are you part of the micro brew scene? I am not. I don't know if this is IPA, but there's a beer called, uh, I think it's a two-hearted ale or a two-hearted, I think it, I think that's what it's called, like a two-hearted ale or something like that. Okay. Or like, and then there's another one called Dogfish. They're like, they come in cans. I've never like got one like in a glass or anything, but they're like these short little cans. And uh, I, I think those are IPAs, if I'm correct. Someone is probably going to be like, yeah, this dude doesn't drink beer like that. But I'm totally, cool. I'm totally cool with that. Though. Hey, here's what I'm gonna say. Yes, someone's gonna do that because uh, there's definitely uh, I'm gonna say there's cash listeners out there who mm. are true beer kind of sewers. Oh, and they, yeah. they know they know they things. We are number one in the U.S., so uh, <laughs> we better know. <laughs> Somebody's got to know. Yeah, come on now. Yeah, I don't not know. I'm not I'm not a beer drinker per se. I do drink beers, mm-hmm. not a beer drinker. Yeah, a I definitely don't try to make it a habit, but you know. Well, some some venues you go to, this that's your option. Like sporting mm-hmm. events, you you not always going to go um, and can find you a cocktail at a sporting event, or that cocktail at the sporting event hurts my feelings. Oh yeah, and then I can't I can't do that. That actually happened to me not that long ago at a Bucks game. Oh no, it ugh. look so. You don't think about these things like, you know, once again, Kosh listeners, if you don't know, we are highly spoiled here in the Fox cities, particularly in the Kosh. Um, and if you ain't paying attention, all of a sudden you you will be paying a car note for two drinks. Mm-hmm. And I did that. I went to a Bucks game and the, the lady was really nice. And I, here's the thing is I stake them out. Right. I try to find the one. Mm-hmm. And there's this line. So I'm really not looking at price. I'm just trying to get there. You're trying to get in and get back to your seats and get back to the game. And I was like, oh, man. OK, they actually got they actually got a cocktail here. So I'm going to get a cocktail for me and the wife. Get the cocktail. They're like, hey, do you want a single or a double? Well, pfft, is that really a question? I want the double. 
you know, this is the beginning of the game. I'm I'm going to be here a minute. So mm-hmm. you might as well get the double carrying me through. Right. Carry me up. Yeah. And, and I get them. Right. Pull up the card, get ready to pay. And they was like 50 some dollars. And I, I had to clutch my pearls. And it, that, my feelings, Bruh. you have no idea how feel, how hurt my feelings was about that, <laughs> you know, and I had to try to brush it off fast because you don't want it to ruin how you're feeling because I was feeling really good about the Bucks and being at Pfizer Forum. But the fact that I'm telling you about it right now is telling you that I ain't let it go fully. Yeah, he's, it still hurt kind of a little bit. <laughs> Facts. <It does. laughs> like I'm still Bruh. thinking about that. <laughs> know what i could have did with 50 dollars oh yeah man in, in oshkosh yeah i could have treated a few friends <laughs> yeah you know so man. um that's just how i feel about that i feel you okay um concert concerts i don't go to a lot of concerts i wish i do though i wish i did though for sure. i wish i went to a lot more concerts when i was younger for sure is there someone is there someone on your your bucket list you would love to see um growing up in milwaukee for like you know most of my life i did go to Summerfest, so i did you know experience concerts i've experienced concerts but i wouldn't say that i've ever been to a concert specifically that i wanted to go to and if i did have a choice to go to a concert i'd go i go to a jay-z concert i'd go to like a kendrick lamar concert someone were like the the amount of music and all the music that they have is nothing but continuous like bankers. So you just want someone with a crazy large good music catalog. Mm-hmm. I saw Nas uh live at Summerfest, but I wasn't close enough. But man, it don't matter. It's Nas. And just like hearing him like he's like he's kinda like a god on earth personally. He, and you know, people can take that how they wanna take it, but Man, that guy is—he is a—he is a walking god in my eyes. That man is amazing. Yeah, he—he's hip hop lyrically. He's amazing. I feel that. Streaming, streaming. We talking podcasts. We talking video games. Uh, we're talking your word association. So you make it whatever you okay, want. Streaming, right. streaming, yeah. streaming. Yeah, video games. I don't play video games that much, but uh, I usually like to watch people stream video games and stuff like that. I Ooh. love I love wa- watching people do things. Do you are you a person that watches Twitch? Uh, yeah, I need to. I don't have a Twitch account, but I need to get on there because I don't want to spend the money to play video games. It's not my thing. You, 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 we, uh, we go back to talking about that drink, man. Seventy dollars to play a video game? Come on now. You know what I could do with seventy dollars, <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Come on now, man. No offense to anybody who plays games out there religiously, but like if that's your thing and you do it. Amazing kudos to you and you can make money off of it too but like hey you ain't gonna catch me spending 70 bucks on a game just because I want to like stay in the house and like interest myself I'd rather do something else with that money no offense no 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 I mean look I get it I here's the thing I'm not against spending the 70 dollars on a game Mm -hmm. I'm against giving the time investment to a game Like uh, I, I always feel guilty, and I've played, I've, I've played, I've gotten a few games like a World of Warcraft. There was a time that I decided, okay, I wanted to understand World of Warcraft, right? Why everybody was so addicted to World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. and so I bought it and I started playing it, and then like you don't realize, but you could sit down at World of Warcraft and eight hours will go. 
Yeah, your whole day is gone. Shot. Mm-hmm. Like just uh, trying to chase some some mission down or find the special axe or whatever, you know, just just random things. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. time. And I'm really I got to think about time like time's your most valuable resource. I don't know. Like I like short games. Yeah, I like I like turn playing like I definitely like video games, but I like turn playing games where, OK, I know it's limiting me. Mm-hmm. Like I get 15 minutes. I'm going to do this for 15 minutes. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a family video game, let's let's go ahead and play this. We for like you know, the next hour, hour and a half, but it's a family, it's family time. It's not like video game time where I'm solely focused on this Mm -hmm. screen by myself. So like, I just feel guilty about the investment of time associated with video games. Yeah. It's definitely a winter sport too. I try to make it a winter sport. Yeah. I I like that. That's a good call. Yeah. But when it get warm outside, you will not see me at home at all. I will be outside walking around, listening to music or biking and listening to music or driving somewhere, taking pictures and listening to music. That's what it's about. Man, being outside. I I think it's a smart move. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shop local. Shop local. Um, Man, just getting out there and uh, seeing like, even if it like means you just like getting out your car and walking down the street downtown and just checking out new stores and stuff. Um, Shout out to uh, Division. That's a it's a streetwear uh, clothing uh, store. They got one downtown. They have one in the mall as well too that they just opened up, and they're they're definitely a, a dope store for sure, especially for like younger kids coming up in an industry where you know we love to dress a certain way, we love to have certain things, and I think they're that uh they're that thing that we've always wanted as kids. They're kind of like the new Foot Locker or like, you know, the new Hollister. It's like everything in one, but it kind of, it, it, um, I want to say this correctly, but it, it's kind of for the kids. It's for like, you know, the younger us. Exactly. That's exactly what it is for sure. And I think that's what they are. Division, shop local for sure. Those are the first dudes that come to my head for sure. Okay. Diversity. Diversity. Um, we are getting a lot more diverse in the Fox Valley. Uh, we're starting to see more cultures, uh, more ethnicities, uh, a lot more of, and a lot of people are feeling more comfortable with their diversity around here. Like you can look around and you can find different groups living comfortably and like, you know, people aren't spilling over into others. And like, we're also like, you know, connecting with each other too and like you know building bridges not burning them so Uh, i think that's amazing facts i love that i love that too and i think that's a i think when we think about our past as human beings i think we're starting we're starting to understand our intelligence we're like okay why are we not next to these people why aren't we talking to these people regardless if they don't look like us or not we're like we're getting back to that self where we're interested in each other again we're not we're not so quick to like look away from each other or like try to demean another one another. We're definitely we're starting to love more and I like it. So when I think about diversity, I think about that for sure. I like that statement. We're starting to love more. Mm-hmm. Can you expand on that? Um, love. I think we're starting to figure out that there are different ways of love as well too, other than you know, when we look at human beings, it's either we're working 
or we're going out to bars. And I think when we think about love, we think about relationships. And that's like our only source of love. But like when you think about it, we got friends, we got people we work with, we have we have different ways of spreading love. We can it could you could say one thing to someone and it could change their whole perspective on life. I think we're figuring out how important love is. Like uh, one of my favorite uh, poets said, he says, uh, when are we going to finally recognize that we're put here to love? Humans are only put on earth to do certain things. Take care of the earth. Love each other. And honestly, I think that's pretty much all. I think of you doing those two things. I think you're, you're, pretty, you're pretty good off. Love can, love can be expanded to a lot of different things, though, too. Love can be so divine in so many different ways. But I think the thought of knowing that there are is the biggest thing. I think when you stick to one point and or have one outlook on love, I feel like it can, you know, destroy you or destroy the way you look at the world. So, yes, love is important and try different ways to find love and give love. That's powerful. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. Um, let me ask you another question. That's cool. Maybe. You've tra- you've transitioned um, into the Fox Fox Cities, um, and you're a diverse individual. Mm-hmm. Well, we all are, right? How do you feel today versus when you first were transitioning into the region? Man, dude, that's a lot. I don't think I've ever like. Cool, I'll go into it. Um, When I first moved here, uh, I come from a predominantly black community. I lived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin my whole life. Uh, I went to school with nothing but kids who look like me. I went to schools where, like, there was cops every day at the school. We had metal detectors every day at the school. Um, And it was also, like, a beautiful environment, though, too, because, I mean, you had black teachers, you had black students, and it was kind of like a community. But we had our ups and our downs. Um, but I think the most important thing to think about is how Wisconsin is one of the most, or one of the biggest places that incarcerates the most black people when you think about it. And we're the Midwest. It's kind of hard to like think about that. Um, so my mom, you know, her being a single black mother, her having two children, she had to think about it. Like, okay, my son is too curious when you think about me, I'm a photographer. I'm an open person. I'll talk to anybody. You put me in any room, I'll figure out something or I'll find some way to learn something. I'm a, I'm a sponge. I'm a big Bruh. sponge, huge sponge. And I will take any chance I could get to learn something. Um, and that was kind of like my personality. And I think she knew. She was like, okay, I need to move him around. I need to put him in a space where he's able to grow and not be interrupted. And when we talk about interruptions, we talk about, you know, it could either be someone who looked like you it could be someone who doesn't look like you. Interruptions can come from so many different places. Um, so I think her first thought was like, okay, take them to a space where they can grow. We first came here, and it was a culture shock to me, 100%. No one looked like me. No one thought like me. No one talked like me. No one felt how I felt, and it was hard to explain to someone how you feel, especially if they didn't grow up like you your whole life. Mm. Facts. So it was a it was a learning process. I had to like it was 
this is kind of how this is my thought process is it was either it's either get eight or eat and i think it's it's either you can sit and cry about things and you know like be sad and depressed about it and some people don't have that strength to get through that and i'm super glad i had you know women around me most importantly like my grandmother and my mom to like teach me like you know emotional stability uh emotional intelligence being able to like you know uh actually take care of myself because especially as men though too we're not we're not too uh open about our emotions we're not quick to like worry about our like our mental it's like it's all physical and that's all it's all logical most of the time and that hurts us at the in the end in the long run most of the time so i think living here taught me how to operate in a space alone it taught me how to operate in a space where either no one is looking out for you because they don't look like you and they don't really know how to connect with you or being the only one in the space where everyone's watching you because you're the only one who looks like you so mm. it's kind of oh my god <laughs> bruh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you have to you you can't you can't play one side at all. You can't play one side. You have to think of both sides. It's like a chess game. You have to think about where they're coming from and you also can't forget about where you're coming from. Cuz their thoughts shouldn't define you, but also your thoughts shouldn't define them. It's a weird it's a it's weird how the world works. When we can bring it back into racism, we can bring it back into how other people feel about other people but it's a it's a process man and especially like you know like i thought it was hard for me but i could only imagine what my mother and my little sister were going through like as black women though like just being black people i feel like on top of that i feel like being a woman is a lot more uh challenging for i sure. could i could see there's a lot of reasons I, I I could I could I could get down with that statement. Because as a woman, it's already challenging. We know nothing about being a woman. We we move through this world not having to operate like women have to. It's like when you think about history and when you think about most things. Back to the music. My my favorite uh, poet said he's like, we always cared about his story, but what about her story? And out of after years and years of history and hundreds and thousands of years, stories have only been told and perspectives have only been told from ours. Bruh. So it's a uh, it's also nice that we're like getting into a time where women are able to speak up and women are able to take power and able to like control their own lives. They don't have to go through someone to like make choices for themselves. And I think I'm hoping things get better and I hope things get better faster because it's too slow for me i want everyone to have equality i want everyone to be equal in the end regardless of what we're talking about but yeah it's a it's hard it was hard but you know where they say uh pressure makes diamonds facts it's either you know it's either pressure to the point where you can't take care of yourself anymore and something happens to you or you just make a beautiful diamond and then that pressure that you took from things you can take that pressure off of other people 
And I, and I think that is uh, passing down knowledge or just like it's either you talking to me like the other day when we had that meeting. Like that's like that's pressure made into a diamond and a diamond giving gems back to someone else. So you gave me a gem so I wouldn't have to go through certain things. That's exactly what that was. Each one, teach one. I'm with that. And so, uh, yeah. that, that's actually what I'm always hoping for when I get the opportunity to sit mm-hmm. down with anyone. Well, you did it. I appreciate that. You did it. Last word. Community. Community. Um, man. I would say as a community, I think, I think we should grow more into uh, meeting with each other, talking to each other more. I feel like communities are always so segregated to a certain extent, like mm. whether it's financial, mm. whether it's like ethnical, it's all community is very hard because it's like everyone has their own little bubble inside of a bubble. And I think to like break those bubbles and put more people together, things will probably make more sense. Mm. Community is a really hard one though. Community is always a challenge. And uh, Yeah. You know what? I don't think a lot of people actually say that out loud. And it's a challenge, man. It's like, you know, you don't even have to say anything for things to feel a certain way. It's like, you know, someone could give someone a look and just be like, yeah, we'll stay over here. They can stay over there or that can be their own thing. We'll stay over here and do our thing. Or the look could be that look that I see you. Mm-hmm. I get you. 100%. You know, I like to think that when I see uh, when I see other black people, mm-hmm. you know, and there's, I don't have to exchange any words. Mm-hmm. I can look, make eye contact, give them a head nod. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I feel like a whole paragraph has exchanged. There's a story behind every body gesture, you know, and it's, it's, it's all sorts of things that are happening. Like some head nods are like, you good. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Or some head nods are like, I'm good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. Either, you, you heard that inflection, right? You heard that inflection, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and and and, or it's like, can I help you? Mm-hmm. There's that. There's that. There's like so much. Like mm-hmm. I feel like when I have these moments, um, the ones that scare me aren't those who don't interact back. Yeah. Because I wonder. Hundred percent. Are you okay? Like, I almost want to stop them and just be like, are you good? Yeah. Come talk to me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because I find that it's so far and few between who do that. Mm. It just, um, there's an energy missing there. And it just, it it gives me concern. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what people be going through. Right. Especially like, you know, like we were talking about how hard was it being here? It's like, our story is different. All Every other person of ethnicity's story is way different here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, they could either came here and had the most. This is probably heaven to them. But for some other people, it could be hell. Yeah. Well, I I can say, like, my experience in the region has been what I would say predominantly really positive. Mm -hmm. Now, have I had instances of challenge? Absolutely. Have I had some ridiculousness? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not trying to give the region a pass. Mm -hmm. But what I will say 
is that the region and people associated in the region and opportunities I've been blessed with, I, this, I've received more blessings than not. Yeah. And so I feel good about it. Yeah, something's better than nothing. Uh, it, it, uh, something's better than nothing, but, or sometimes you really do just get blessed, Yeah, you know, and, and, and mm-hmm. I, and that's how I do feel. So I celebrate the region actually. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we ended up with a podcast called the cash. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> um, all right. On to the next segment. The next segment is, Kosh Hidden Gems. This is your opportunity to share a hidden gem. It could be a place, a person, a thing, uh, uh, whatever you want it to be. And maybe it's something everybody knows about, but they might not know this particular special thing or this thing about it. Well, there's, there's this guy named Timber. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Let's go. Nah, you're you're definitely, I, I don't know if I would call you a hidden gem. You're a gem. I don't know if I would call you hidden, though. I feel like a decent amount of people know you. Um, well, for yeah, other people who may not know you, yeah. I would say Timber is a hidden gem. I would say um, Irenio is a hidden gem mm. for sure. I think the people that I meet and then that I know for sure, I will be able to like, like, I feel like I can walk in your path and learn things and pick things up. Like I feel in same with Irenio. I feel like you guys are people that I... I learned from hidden gems are things that you find that other people don't care to look for. I think so. Or things that may stumble upon you that you keep with you yeah. and you never lose. So I would say, I would say you, I would say, um, Irenio, um, my friend, Alex, um, he does photography as well. I feel like without that guy probably wouldn't be where I am. My fire for photography probably wouldn't be as great if it wasn't for him. Shout out to Alex Simpson. He's a, Amazing guy. Also at silvergraphic.co. He does um aluminum plates, like uh like old photography like old um what do you call it? Wet plates, collodion plates for like chemicals and like uh, aluminum plates and putting pictures on them and stuff. All right. I'm, Crazy. A, I'm, Crazy. A, I'm gonna I'm going to do some directing. Okay. And that there. Okay. You're the first person who ever took hidden gem. That I've ever had as a guest and and made people into the hidden gems and okay. so I'm feeling that I'm okay. not I like it, but that plate thing that you just said mm-hmm. I want to know more about that. That sounds like a hidden gem because I don't know how many people know about that. Oh yeah, I guess yeah, I guess when you think about it, that is a hidden gem for others for sure. To me, like I th- I think that's I mean I wouldn't call it normal. It's not normal. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a hidden gem. Um, so, so what's the name of the company again? It's called SilverGraphic.co. So it's a it's a photography company, and it's ran by one guy. His name's Alex Simpson, and he is a photography genius. I mean, use the word genius. Yeah, cool. He's a genius. He done. He's done all different formats of photography for the longest. And, you know, you go from digital photography and then you go all the way up to old film photography. And we're talking like 1800s, like photography processes where we're talking chemicals, developers, certain papers, certain cameras, certain lenses. And it got to a point where film wasn't enough anymore. 
It's like you go from digital all the way to film, and that's still not enough. So what else do you do? Um, and there's this process called uh, wet plates. Uh, you can call it ambrotypes. You can call it... Uh, what is, what's another name for it? Yeah, ambrotypes or wet plates or collodion photography. And basically the process is old large format cameras, but the picture taking process is different. So instead of using like a film bags where you're just putting like plastic film sheets in, you're using a holder where you're putting a wet plate into it. And there's all these different chemical processes that you have to do in order to make the image. So there's a set of chemicals you put on the aluminum and there's a set of chemicals that you put on it after so there's chemicals picture chemicals and then bam and then you have a physical piece of an eight by ten aluminum plate four by five five by seven whatever size of course you usually have or camera you have and it's an image on an aluminum plate and it's probably the realest the most quality you can get to date out of an image physically like i don't even think a printer could personally i mean probably if you pay enough money but <laughs> physical, <Right>. yeah <laughs> Bruh. a physical aspect it's the highest quality of an image you probably can get to date but it's all handmade it's all like chemistry based honestly you're not even a photographer anymore you're a chemist at this point chemicals are dangerous you have to put them in certain places they have to be a certain heat certain temperature um it's a it's a process for sure. I'll send it to you so you know what it is. But yeah, if you guys ever want to check it out, it's uh, silvergraphic.co. And it's ran by a guy named Alex Simpson. And yes, he does all other photography, but this photography is more cooler. All right. We're going to make sure that we put a link into the mm -hmm. podcast notes for that. Oh, that for sounds, sure. that yeah. sounds different. That is a hidden gem. He is a hidden gem himself. Facts. Okay. Um, what's the Kosh need? What does the Kosh need? Um... We need more opportunities and more resources than bars. We need to find different ways to socialize outside of alcoholism and drinking. Yes, alcohol alcoholism is like our thing here, and it <laughs> makes us great. We got cheese <laughs> and stuff, but I think, I think the Midwest, we are like, we're a lot different than other people. Like, I would say like when you go to other states, in other cities outside of wisconsin no one no one's as nice as us we're like very like we're very like heartwarming people when you like go outside of like our own home but i think we could be a lot better without the beer and like the alcohol and stuff you know you never know maybe things will change when they start to legalize things maybe, we'll, maybe we'll find more ways to be social outside of drinking i think we could be greater outside of the alcohol i feel like if you can figure out ways to have fun and give off joy and like the amount of fun as you are when you're out drinking with friends, man, the type of things we could do, the things we could create. Um, more things for children, too. I think we need uh, different things for kids. So like, you know, after school programs that they can actually like get into. And it's not just like sports, like, you know, have opportunities and different resources for children. Have like a. Have different things that kids can get into, not make it so selective. I think I think yeah, the cost just needs uh more things other than bars because that's all we have. It's bars and restaurants. So yeah, anything outside of that really, 
Everything's cool. Facts. Okay. I like it. Okay. We've got one more segment here that we got to get through before we get to the good stuff. And that is the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. This is your opportunity to nominate somebody to the Naughty or the Heroes Corner. It doesn't have to be, it's not a person. It could be a thing. It could be an organization. It can be whatever you want to either celebrate or call out. What are you feeling, John? Man, Heroes Corner. Okay. I think I'm going to go with the positive side. Usually that's always the better side for me. <laughs> I like that. Bruh. I like that. I don't like talking about negative stuff. And then even if it is negative, I'll leave that for someone else to think and talk about. That's um, fair. I feel like this is so cliche. Maybe it's not. I would say my mother. I would say 100% Heroes Corner, my mother. Because I was... um. And the only reason I say that is I was thinking about it the other day. And not just because she was my mom. I'm thinking about, I'm like taking a few steps back and like putting myself in someone's shoes. It's like, how do you take care of two kids by yourself and go to school at the same time and like make it work? Like, how do you do it? It's so expensive nowadays to live. Mm. Oh my God. Yes. I mean, like it's seriously expensive. And I'm just like, and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wow. Like how determined and how like focused were you to like make things work for yourself my mother's been a teacher my whole life she took a break a couple like a year ago she took a break for a while because like working with children all your life like you know you don't get a lot of gray hairs you can't keep doing that consistently too it's a lot but she hopped back in it because she loves it and that's why i would say hero's corner because i think the first and most important thing to a child after they leave their home is a school teacher. Cause those are, those are, those are the people outside of your home that you go to and whether your home is a great home, whether your parents are great parents or not, your teachers are usually always there for you. And I think my mother being the person who she was, there's probably so many kids lives that she's changed. Maybe so many perspectives that she's probably changed or shifted in her time. Like, man, being a teacher for 30 years. So many children. Honestly, I think I am the way I am because of my mother. Outside of me being her son, just like her being the person she is. Hero, hero's corner for sure, man. She's done it. To mom. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you not just because she's mom. Yeah, no, no, I feel that. Shout out Monique Stewart. Amazing human being, amazing teacher, scholar. Know what I'm saying? Shouts out her. All right. She's done it. Okay. We're going to take a quick commercial break. Hi, I'm Dawn Gulke, the Executive Director of Casa of the Fox Cities. Science proves that one consistent adult can change the story of a child. Could that one person be you? Become a court-appointed special advocate. Build a relationship with a child, help identify their needs, and give that child a voice in a process that can otherwise feel lonely. Contact us today. Children who have experienced abuse and neglect can't wait. Learn more about Casa of the Fox Cities at casafc.org or call Leah at 920-257-4733. Okay, and you already know, Kosh listeners, what time it is. 
every time it makes me happy. Every single time we bust out that those those sounds that just makes me happy. You know why? Because it says, "Hey, it's fire," and it says it's topic of the week time. Oh Lord! Oh yeah! This is mm, John. This is the good stuff. And this I have to pick. Uh, well, you yeah, actually, because you are the guest. Oh, you can't be the guest today. No, nah, not today. Oh, man. Not today. Oh, there man. will be a day. There will be a day where um, I will be a guest on the Kosh. Um, that day will be when I can talk uh, Michelle Obama or Barack to come on the Kosh and go on and, and, and interview me. We got you. We'll get you there. <laughs> We got you. Just wait. Just wait on. Bruh. We got you. All right, but the topic of the, it is topic of the week time. This is uh, the topic of the week. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time is chosen by the guest. And so, John, what is your topic of the week? Oh man, I've already discussed music, so I can't go there. I've already <laughs> did photography, so I can't go there. Well, no, actually, I think you stick. You, you we go there. Okay, photography? Well, I do believe, and just so the Kosh listeners know, you know, uh, John, me and John had a, I usually have a conversation with people before they come on, and that that was the initial choice. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, hey, it's your passion. It's something, I'm sure you are not done saying all the things you want to about oh, photography. No, not at all. I was and thinking about it while we were talking. There, there we go. <laughs> then topic of the week is? Photography. Let's go. Man, um, photography has been a long road for me, and I am in the process right now, now that I actually am like on my feet with learning to use equipment, learning to use most equipment most, most photographers use. Now I'm learning the business aspect of it, or like kind of how to channel it, and I don't know how. So I've just been in the process of reading, I've been in the process of finding more information, trying to talk to more people who actually do it for a living. So that's kind of like my thing. Um, I want to start doing assistant work. I want to kind of like work my way up to things so I can like start to actually do what I truly want to do. What is that? Uh, photojournalism. I mean, it's probably, I wouldn't even say it's like on a bucket list or like it's a pipe dream because I definitely think it can happen. I think the hardest part is, Working for someone who do who does it, and if you're working for someone, make sure they're kind of in the avenue that you want to be in. Um, talking to the right people, figuring out who the right people are to talk to, getting in contact with these people, um, saving money, and like kind of freelancing on your own for a while. Like uh, I want to get my passport soon, and I want to go somewhere for like a week or two, come back, do a bunch of printing work, throw a gallery maybe do a little booklet or something like that. I think that's kind of like what's on the run for me right now. It's kind of like, it, it's been like a, a thought for a couple of weeks now, for sure. Doing a book, going somewhere, traveling, bringing back some work, doing my own like documentary work. That's what it is. I wouldn't say, I mean, that's what a photojournalist is, but a documentary photographer. That's what I want to do. I just mm. want to document. Send me anywhere, send me any place. I'll document I'll bring something back for you. That's tight. So at the end of the day, like what is the, what does the dream dream look like? Like, like if you were to tangibly, who is there someone out there that does something similar to what you're thinking about? 
And what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to frame it out for Kosh listeners. So like Mm -hmm. we can, we can have that connection point. Like Mm -hmm. I can, I can see in your eye, Mm -hmm. like how you feel about it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to give, I'm I'm trying to give some connection points. So I would say um, one of my favorite photographers, film photographers today that probably does the closest thing that I would love to do. His name's uh, Andre Wagner. He's a photographer from, I think he's from Oklahoma, but he moved to New York. And he ended up doing darkroom work in New York for like five, six years. And I don't know if you guys remember the movie Queen and Slim, but one of the days he got invited onto the production set and he ended up doing the cover for the movie that day. Mm. Man. That's a good cover. Yeah, just to show up shoot a couple rolls of film and like just to be able to like have your work stand out so much that your work can be the cover of things or it can like, you know, be a magazine spread of certain things. Um, if we talk about like what he does and what I want to do, uh, I want to be a photographer who lives in a certain place and I can do work in my community, like specifically and I'll do photo work for anyone. But also, I want to do traveling work. Like, I want to be, like, on assignments. Like, I want to be able to, like, be sent somewhere to, like, collect information or, like, sent somewhere overseas to, like, interview a person. Maybe, like, being that ethnic person that a- that's able to get into spaces that other people can't. It's like, I would love to be that person. Uh, I would love to go to Haiti. If we like put it in like perspective, I would love to go to Haiti, do like some like journalism there, and like do a photo book on it. That would be awesome. What kind of like um, your name ran across uh, my? Uh, we ran across each other. Your name had run across my 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 ears because of things that you're doing in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, what are What's some of the photo work you're doing right now? And and what is your favorite type of photo work at this current time? Right? Because you've been you've been featured in a place or two. Mm-hmm. A little, I've been around a couple of times. I've only been out here a couple of days. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I'm doing I just finished up a project called Meet Your Neighbor. And Meet Your Neighbor was a project I did with the Trout Museum in Appleton. And I did 25 audio recordings, 25 portraits, and 25 handmade prints for my project. So that was a process. And I think, I think what I did with that process, that project is something that I could do for a living. Like, I love printing. I love putting photos on physical pieces of paper, actually having artwork, whether it's me selling artwork to people or making artwork for people to put on paper. But just man, shooting my own work, developing my own work, and putting it on paper. I think doing everything myself. So when you're saying printing, what does that mean? Does printing mean like you're developing, you're sitting in a dark room developing yep. your own? Yep, dark room work. Black and white photography. Black and white film photography is like my niche. I shoot black and white film, I develop it, I print it. Um yeah, that's like that's my thing. I love black and white film. I just love black and white. And funny thing is, like growing up, 
I remember my mom would always be watching like those black and white TV shows. Yeah. I'm just like, what are you watching? This is boring. There's no color. What are you doing? And as I got older, <laughs> as I got older, I start to see the beauty in not seeing color and only seeing uh, compo- like composition and uh, how how people structure camera angles and like learning that if you take the color away from certain things, what else do you have? So you try to make the image more important. You, know, you try to make it much more interesting because there's nothing there distracting anyone. So I think, I think it also like pushes my photography and how I make photography. Black and white's amazing. It's very amazing. And especially if you can do it all yourself, you can sit in that room and you can, you know, put the film in the easels and find your paper and like etch out the times that you need to put on a piece of paper to make an image on a piece of paper. It's a, it's a process and, uh, it's taught me patience. It, yeah. Photography taught me patience for photography probably saved my life as a kid. Cause man, I moved around so fast. I didn't like, I wasn't able to just sit in one space and think about something and photography, film photography slows you down, especially if you're doing it all yourself. It it teaches you uh, how to put tedious times into things. It teaches you how to care about something. It teaches you how to make things consistent all the time. And you can apply these things to life, especially patience. Because, Lord, I know people my age have nothing of it. Just people at all. We have no sense of patience. Well, we we live in an instant yeah. gratification time yeah, right I'm now. I'm so impatient sometimes. Yeah? Yeah, man. Man. What has been your favorite shoot? What's been the thing that you've gotten? Or... Is there something you really like shooting? Um, certain sceneries or people or activities or street photography, street work. Break that down. Okay, so street photography is kind of a form of documenting. You're not going anywhere for a specific photo, but you show up with a camera, and that and the tools you use when you're shooting street photography. Honestly, it could be whatever you want. You can have a tight lens. You can have super wide lenses. Um, But I think just showing up somewhere with a wide lens, just walking around different streets and just capturing anything. And it could be for a very short time. You can meet someone for like a minute and a half just at a stop sign. Be like, hey, you're amazing. Could I take a picture of you? Bam. You'll never see that person again. But that image that you end up getting and seeing later, like a week later, you're like, wow, that was only like a minute interaction, but it was like one of the greatest. But you're doing that like 50, 40 times a day, walking up and down the streets and stuff like that. If I could have an ideal day, it would either be taking a train to Chicago and getting up really early. Like I'm talking like before the sun starts coming up. Be out there and just be walking around. Have your film set on like a really sensitive speed. Because, I mean, we're in the Midwest, so it's probably going to be super gloomy. So, you know, you push your film, black and white, and you just walk around with like a little small 35 mil camera. Get your settings on your light meter and you just, you just go at it. You just photograph anything and everything. You don't specify the shot. You just get a shot. And w- whatever it is... It just feels good. And it's like in such a quick moment too. 
It's amazing. It's a wonderful feeling. Street photography is the best feeling ever. Because you don't have to deal with people, though, also. Right. And that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> Way easier. People are more difficult. Oh, yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I do it for a living. Bruh. Portraiture is like my niche. Everyone says, you're amazing at it. I'm like, yeah, but God, if I didn't have to deal with people, I wish I could just like photograph animals or something. They don't talk back. You just give them snacks and they'll keep it cool. <laughs> Uh, some, some animals, uh, Bosco, the podcast dog does not act any better with a snack or not. He is just, he's that naughty dude. He, he gets down. Yeah. But yeah, I would say street photography is a, that's like, that's the fun aspect of photography. Mm. Like I can always have fun with that. I'll never get bored of that. So, um, how can people see your work? Um, you can find me on Instagram by Romero Nance, R-O-M-E-R-O-N-A-N-C-E. My last name is like Dance, but with an N in the front instead of a D. Uh, Romero Nance, you can find on Instagram. You can find my website, RomeroNance.com. Um, I don't do Twitter. Yeah, I really just do Instagram and uh, like a website, really. And then I like my goal is to be less of a social media person. Like I want to I want to start putting more physical work into the air. Like I don't want to just post images on Instagram and just leave it at that. I want to like send my work to like magazines. I want to see my stuff in newspapers, maybe like, you know, artwork inside of a coffee shop or something like that. More physical stuff. I want to put more work out into the physical world. So I think that's where I'm at with photography right now. Okay. But you do do, and I just want to ask for the cash listeners, you do weddings, you do, do the, ba- the basics that other mm-hmm. people usually think of when they think of photography, mm-hmm. like family photos and all those kinds of things. Yeah, I can do pretty much anything you would love me to do. Um, it just depends on where you are and how long I'm going to be there. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, Um uh, <laughs> I will do anything and everything, really. I love photographing. You give me a camera, I'll do anything, really, to be honest. That's what's up. Is there any other things you would like to share with the Kosh listeners? Hmm. I would say, I mean, if we could go first with parting wisdom. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Oh. Uh, we... we We'll finish the show. Okay, cool. No, cool. no, but I mean about photography. Um, man, um, whether it's someone who's trying to get in it, maybe someone who's already in it, and they're still trying to figure out their own thing, I'd say the most important thing, and I know I'm learning, uh, is take your time. Uh, experience the world outside of your skills, because experiencing the world outside of your skills can bring more experience to your skills. I think when you like you hone in on one thing, you only think about one thing, as I usually do, it can get boring. You can either like hate it or like not want to ever do it. So I think experiencing things and uh, getting into the real world definitely helps you kind of like enchant your love for things and wanting to like do it more. Gives you uh, new ways to do things. Makes it less boring for you. I would just say, yeah, experience the world. Don't be afraid to get out there and just like, you know, take a walk, take a walk and listen to some music or something. Either go work out, go grocery shopping, 
Music is important. Just add music to anything. It inspires me all the time. I just listen to music while I do different things. Facts. Facts. Okay. Well, it's that time of the show. We're going to start winding down. Kosh listeners, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for sharing your mind with us. Um, thank you for being part of this conversation today. Um, we appreciate you. Um, once again, please, 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 we are a work in progress. So always reach out. If you got anything to say, if you've got any questions, you can reach out to us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. Um, those who know, know, I personally answer all emails, so don't, don't hesitate. Let me know whatever it is, or if you want to be a guest, um, the, the possibilities are endless. Um, and for those out there, you know, a big part of our shows are making sure that we recognize the community, people in the community, uh, through shout outs and, and other ways of recognition. Um, please, please, please feel free to reach out to us and leave us a voicemail and we will play it live on the cash. Um, and the voicemail number is 920-385-9298. Once again, that is 920-385-9298. Leave us a message, birthdays, shout outs, whatever you want. Um, or ask us a question and then we will do our best to get you an answer or we'll discuss it on air. And uh, the last thing is, uh, Kosh listeners, I've been asking for this and I'm still hoping that y'all continue to do this. I've had a few people do this, but I need, need more. Um, please, please, please take a moment and give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Um, you can do the review in multiple places. You can do it on the website uh, of uh, the Kosh podcast, uh, dot com, or you can send it through Spotify. You can spend it through Gmail, wherever you are doing your podcast listening. Take some time. Give us a review. Let us know how we're doing, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, and let it, let people know how you're enjoying your experience and your interaction with this podcast. Okay. So, John, you know... There is a favorite part of the show that I have, and let me break this down for you. It is shout out time. Oh, we love shouts. shout. Out. Yeah, we love shout out time. So shout out time. Who you shouting out? Man, I'm. Sh- no, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm shouting out. Uh, I want to go first. My mother, my little sister. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Irenio. I'm gonna go to you, Timber too. I appreciate you. I'm gonna go to my friend Alex. Uh, man, just like really close friends of mine, PJ, Connor, Seth, just people who have uh, pushed me to be better and become better. Uh, shout out Mark, shout out Kristen, man, just a lot of beautiful people. We could, I could go all day, but we're going to keep it there, man. Yeah. Just appreciate anyone who has been a part of my growth or been like a person that has helped me to getting to where I am. I appreciate you and I love you. Because without you, I wouldn't be here. I appreciate that. All right. Okay. Shout outs for me this week. Uh, once again, I want to shout out the wife who's in there making these yummy treats that she's wrong for doing. Um, it's smelling all good and whatnot. And uh, just know this, me and her are going to have a discussion. She's going to tell me, you can't touch those, but you best believe I'm going to eat at least one. There's still some in there? There's some in there. I had to give me one of them. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, you know what the secret is? 
It is the white chocolate peanut clusters. Okay. Those things are fire. Maybe we could split one since you can't have a whole one. Well, I look. We we can see. You better get your own. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Uh, big shout out to the Fox Cities uh, MLK um, uh, committee. Uh, they were planning this MLK event for the Fox Cities. Um, it's going to be great. So I, I got a great team that I, I get an opportunity to work with. Um, and I'm just excited. They we're doing great things. I want to send a shout out to Henry Sanders for agreeing to be the keynote speaker for that event. I appreciate you for making that time. I want to send a shout out to everybody who's out there, who is a person that works these snowy streets. If you are out there in the snow plow cleaning this stuff up for us, thank you. Thank you. I, that ain't, that can't be easy because you know, these drivers out here, they ain't right. They ain't right. I'm just saying. Bruh. So, uh, <laughs> Thank you for clearing these streets up and being patient with us who who don't always respect the plow driver. All right. Those are my shout-outs for the week. All right. So we got one last thing to do. It is parting words of wisdom. So you get three choices, John. Okay. One choice is you share some parting words of wisdom. Choice two is what would your self today Share with your 12-year-old self. Or option C, both, all of the above. Let's do both. I'm going to challenge myself. There we go. I like it. I like it. All right. Um, So I would say for parting words, and this is me speaking to people, correct? Uh, yeah, these are your parting words of wisdom. What would you like to just put out to the world? What What's that energy? What's that knowledge? What's your, with that experience? What is it that if you if you could tell some people mm-hmm. something? Um, I'm going to start off with saying take it easy on yourself. Give yourself like time to rest. Take care of yourself. I think the better we take care of ourselves, the better we can take care of others. You can. It's impossible to try to like contribute or, you know, fill someone else's cup when yours is empty. You got to take care of yourself. You got to make sure you're good. Drink water. Hydrate. You know what I'm saying? You got to eat right. Uh, get up in the morning just like, even, yes, it is cold outside, but take a walk, man. Like, you know, treat your body well. I think that's first and most, and like, you know, the most important thing. And I'm learning it, too, whether you're young or whether you're old. I think, you know. Treat this vessel like it's the only vessel you'll have because it is. You got to take care of it. I think that's most important. Take care of yourself. You, people take care of themselves. We take care of each other way better. Facts. Okay. And um, and if I can get into what I would tell twelve year old me. God. <laughs> twelve year old me. Um. Man, um, stick to your guts. Don't, don't be so gullible. Don't, uh, be able to take your own thoughts as its own. Don't be so willing to listen to someone else and take their advice and not your own. Believe in yourself. Yeah, man, believe in yourself. I feel like when you don't, changes everything. What'd you think? How was the experience? I love this. This is so relaxing. 
the cash. Man, I should I should have had my bloody Mary. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs>